0: A radio show that confesses Christ. Without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously. Without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to
1: Table Talk Radio. So,
2: people say, what is the problem with all these various and uh, divided churches, etc., etc.? And the answer is, the problem is the doctrine of
3: justification.
1: We got it wrong. So, I mean, the irony here is, is that the, the mystic um, is always trying to turn away from the cre- the creation and uh, into what is um, unseen and only felt. And what God wants to do is turn us away from what is unseen and felt into the tangible, the, the water, right. the word, right, the right. bread and wine.
2: What is it we got to integrate God's story and make it our story, and we
1: be- become participants in the biblical narrative? It makes me want to puke Yale Blue. Your communications specialist of theological <laughs> hilarity, this is Table Talk Radio. Thanks for tuning us in. I'm the
2: senior duke of... <laughs> I'm the... No, there's no royalty in the United States. I, that's okay. I think I'm going to be the duke of communications specialists. Well,
1: we have an elected president who thinks he's... Okay, anyway, um, we have... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't believe
2: you're talking about President Harrison that
1: way. <laughs> uh, so today's show... Is uh, a fantastic one because we're doing. Remember this game we played once? Uh, the Christian Radio Heresy Buzzer?
2: Yes, I think that's the best <laughs> name we thought of ever. We got a request for that. Who
1: requested
2: this? Hannah? No. <laughs> Uh, 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 I don't know if that person is on is kind of public on this oh, thing. I'm not sure I they see. want to be known as a yeah. TikTok
1: radio listener. <laughs> most of our listen- have you noticed that most of our listeners uh, like to <laughs> keep their anonymity, anonymity on the Facebook
2: fan page? They always have masks over their faces, <laughs>
1: false names. <laughs> okay, well that's uh, that's that's the story. But uh, before we do that, uh, bumper sticker and church sign theology and your emails. And if you have a question for us, you can also call it in one eight hundred. Is that a hint that I need to get an email three eight five Sola one 385 three eight five. Don't worry, I'll find one What's after wh- I
2: type quick theological buzzword in our Table Talk Radio fan page. You don't know, <laughs> want to know what that email address is? Facebook.com slash groups slash Table Talk Radio. Hey, that's easier to remember than it used to be. Yeah. Four nine two capital X
1: <laughs> Equal sign question mark. <laughs> Okay, uh, so my theological buzzword for you, since you're still waiting on yours...
2: No, it's... Co- here, what are you talking about? I got five already. quick. No kidding,
1: man. All right, let's see if, if the one that I have for you is one of the five. Uh, that is concupiscence. It is! It's the first one! Nice! Was that the one you were <laughs> going to use? No, I got four other options. So concupiscence right. is the inclination to sin, Um now, uh, it's kind of interesting because uh, the L- Lutheran theologians have uh, said that this inclination to are sin. Are you know
2: secretly on our Table Talk Radio fan page?
1: Yeah, I'm Wait looking
2: at right now. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is a scandal. Why? Because I correctly define concupiscence? <laughs> no, because you guessed concupiscence. That is too much of a coincidence. <laughs> Not really. Who are you? Are you hiding as Christy Sundvist Oh, you found me
1: out. May I continue with talking about concupiscence? Yes. Okay, this is the inclination or the desire to sin. Now, the the Lutheran theologians um, have always confessed that concupiscence in and of itself is sin. And so uh, this is how it works. Okay, so I'm walking down the street, and uh, I see a Ferrari with the top down, and I see the keys in it. And for a split second, I think, I should take off with this car. I could get away with it. And then I think, eh, no, that's wrong. I shouldn't do that. Um, now, many many theological systems would say, hey, you did well by that. You 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 passed the test. You know, This would be our Roman Catholic friends and many of our Protestant friends as well. But the Lutheran wants to come along and point out and say, hey, wait a minute. The very fact that you wanted to steal from your neighbor and disobey God in of itself is sin just because you— uh, decided against it doesn't mean that uh, that even want and desire wasn't sinful, so we would confess i think with the scriptures um that even the the uh the concupiscence the, the the desire the 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 will to sin in itself is a sin, and we can repent of that and be forgiven by christ by his uh uh sacrifice on the cross and his uh, atoning death
2: yeah his- forgi- the forgiveness goes all the way down that is fantastic.
1: Alright, beat that. What's your buzzword?
2: Well I got I got tons of options. Oh wait a minute. Where do they go? Let me go back to our Concupiscence was the first one, but there are now four others. Uh let's see. Can we pick a comments. favorite? Ordinance, <laughs> recapitulation, hermeneutics, sacramentarian, buzz, capernetic, and chasbono. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with sacramentarian. How about that? Nice. Sacramentarian was a name for the enthusiastic group of uh, theologians who rejected the sacraments. Ironic,
1: isn't <laughs> it? Kind of like the Baptists or, or anti-Baptism.
2: Yeah. Anywho, the sacramentarians denied that Christ's body and blood was truly in the Lord's Supper. Because it wasn't enough for them to have the words, this is my body, be true, they needed something else. Uh, they needed reason to match up with it, and because reason doesn't match up with "this is my body," they chose reason.
1: <laughs> that yeah, right there is a, a pretty, uh, pretty harsh it's definition. A, it's an uncontroversial definition. I think everyone would agree <laughs> with that.
2: Definition. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> you
4: sacramentarians out there, this is our
2: sacramentarian outreach program. <laughs> I, I think I don't, one of my favorite Nobody loves being insulted like the Calvinists is the trouble.
1: <laughs> I think my favorite of the Lutheran satire videos is a sacramentarian kindergartner, where the teacher says, this is an apple, and then the kindergartner says, this represents an apple.
4: <laughs> That's and then, right. What do you mean I can't eat
1: the apple with you? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. All right.
2: the Sacramentarian Kindergartner. If you have any questions for us, you can send them to
1: questions at tabletalkradio.org or call us at 1 800 385 SOLA. So let's uh, go into the the email inbox there. I got a great
2: email here. This is from uh, Pastor Yoakum. And he says this (laughs) this is just passing on a little friendly piece of advice for me, which (laughs) I appreciate. Being a first year vicarage supervisor. And he says, whenever I'm introduced to a vicar, I love to work into the conversation. We almost named our dog Vicar, 'cause Because then you can say things like, don't drink from the toilet, vicar. <laughs> My personal <laughs> way of hazing.
1: That is fantastic. That's, so, that's just almost too subtle for a vicar hazing.
3: What do you mean? <laughs>
1: Well, will see. Vicarage begins with a, with great. subtle hazing and ends with a roast, typically.
2: Yeah, that's right.
1: So I remember that. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> all that's right. all the email says. That's Do good have, advice. Good. Do you have another email?
2: Uh, yeah. Uh, here, this is from uh, Emily, <laughs> senior corporate sales <laughs> communications specialist.
1: <laughs> that's amazing.
2: <laughs> that, I want that title. What a coincidence. I want to be the. I'm the Duke of Corporate Communications Specialist. <laughs> The Duke. I'm corporate communications specialist the third. <laughs> you can be corporate communications specialist junior. But this is from Emily the senior from CPH, who we love, who says we. And they sent us this email because we they were asking for a favor. This is great. Uh, CPH has a great sale going on for our Valerius Herbinger Genesis commentary, and Ben Mays, the editor, identified our radio show as one whose audience might be interested in these resources. So could you promote the sale? Doesn't that in assume the, that we have an audience? And that our audience loves CPH
1: <laughs> and the Book of Genesis. Those are all very good assumptions, probably.
2: You can get uh, these. So they're normally like 90 bucks. You can get them for 50 bucks. Uh, it ends October 1st, so uh, go check it out at CPH. Uh, This is the Valerius Herbinger, V-A-L-E-R-I-U-S-H-E-R-B-E-R-G-E-R. That's a lot of E-Rs, mm-hmm.
1: Herberger,
2: Genesis Commentary.
1: There right. you go. I have an email from uh, Chase. You want to take this one? Yes. It says, "Hey there, thanks for your podcast. I have a question about seeking God. I'm at a crossroads because I see how Paul says no one seeks God, but then he goes on to say here in Acts 17 that God did this so that they would seek Him and perhaps reach out for Him and find Him. Are you able yes. to help me here?" <laughs> says, uh, "I was part of a heavy law church for five years. I'm trying to understand the Lutheran faith more." Yes, and then, and then he quotes this. You want me to read the quote? Yes. says, From one man he made all the nations, that they would inhabit the whole earth. And he marked uh, out their uh, appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far away from any of us. And it says, Sent from iCloud. So, thanks. Thanks, uh, Chance. iCloud. That's the, you know about the iCloud? That's where the
2: iRain comes from.
1: Oh, okay, that makes more sense.
2: Anywho, uh, this is uh, a really interesting text because this is one of those places. what well, that's Acts seventeen, right?
1: Yeah, Acts uh, seventeen verses twenty-six yeah, That's, Paul, that's Paul preaching
2: at the Acropolis,
1: right? Uh, yes. I, I don't. Okay, yes, I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. assume you know what you're talking Indeed about. Indeed,
2: it is. This is a, tr- a slightly tricky text because that is this quote: "In Him we live and move and have our being," and all this. Is a um, is a pagan poet that Paul is quoting there, and so the way he's bringing this pagan po- poet across into his preaching uh, is really interesting. So when you stand on Mars Hill, you're I mean it's just so Athens is there, and it's kind of got these hills around it, and then it's in this sort of this valley. In the right in the middle of Athens, you have this Acropolis, this big mountain that goes up, and you have a hill next to it, this kind of rocky crag where all the philosophers would sit. And uh when we were there, Hannah grabbed a rock she said, "This is probably this rock where St Paul stood. The rocks are like they're worn smooth, just from s- thousands of years of people w- walking over them and Then you look up the hill and there's the um and there's the Acropolis with the temple of Athena and the temple of Zeus and the temple of all these other false gods right up there and Paul's standing there and he says, and he says, uh, "God does not dwell in temples made with hands." So he is at the same time taking up this pagan prophet and also insulting the pagan prophets at the same time. And so when he's talking about how you had excuse but you're without excuse, um, well we need to understand that. So let's maybe take it it sounds like there's music huh we we'll right back) Hi, this is Jonathan Fisk, and Table Talk Radio is terrible.
1: Do the bumper stickers on your car say a lot, a lot about who you are or who you're not? Before we get to your bumper stickers and church signs, I'm I'm just imagining sitting at the 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 feet of Saint Paul. And uh, he's preaching here, and uh, is he saying here then to seek after God? What is that? What was that? Oh, nice fade out. What was the point you're going to make there? Okay, did
2: I fool you? Did you think that that was still the song? No. Man, I like that song. Anywho, what was the point? Oh, yes. (laughs) He... uh, that they This is uh, Acts chapter 17. I have the Bible here, verse 27, that they should seek God in the hope that they might feel their way towards him and find him. Yet he is actually not far from each one of us, for in him we live and move and have our being, and even some of your own poets have said we're indeed his offspring. This is really interesting, because it's almost as if Paul is saying, I mean, Paul is getting particularly philosophical here in this sermon, and he says, look, you're created... So you should know that you are gods. Now this, I'm going to admit to you that I think this sermon of Paul's is particularly difficult, and some people think that he didn't finish preaching it. He was kind of driven out of the place. As soon as he says, resurrection from the dead, uh, they kind of go crazy, and Paul never gets to finish preaching. And it's, in fact, when Paul is leaving the Acropolis, and he's leaving Athens, and going over to Corinth, that he says that he... um, uh, how does he say it to the Corinthians? I decided to know nothing among you except for Christ and him crucified. So it's after this sermon that he says, you know what, I'm going to preach Jesus and him crucified, and that's going to be it. Because this this kind of this, the result of this philosophical preaching is that there's no church established by St. Paul. Now, that's not to say that what Paul is saying here is wrong or in any way incorrect, because of course it's not. It's inspired by the Holy Spirit, and he, as the apostle, is not infallible. But certainly, the scripture that is giving us this um, is giving us this text as a right teaching uh, for us to understand. But he's taking up these pagan poets and saying, "Look, even you guys are able to recognize, according to natural knowledge, that there is a God, and that He is the Creator, and that indeed He is not far from us. So that's true. I mean, there is a God, and He's good, and He's big. He created everything." And we also know that from, from natural knowledge that he's mad. Uh, so so the, this, there is a seeking of God according to natural knowledge. Luther says that there's not a single nation so pagan that it doesn't have some form of worship. But the point is that seeking can never in fact get to the gospel. The gospel has to be delivered to us from, by the Holy Spirit from heaven itself. So there's a sinful seeking of God, but it never results in salvation. And, in fact, it never results in finding God, at least finding a merciful God. I don't know if that gets to it, is it?
1: So When are you saying that when um, when Paul says in verse 27 that, um, that uh, let's see, God has, has placed uh, mankind on the face of the earth, um, that they would seek God if perhaps they might grow for him and find him, though he is not far from each each, each and every one of us what are you saying is that he places himself here but still their sin prevents them from from finding that god
2: well that in, in the end is true i mean we, <laughs> we we the pagan seeks god but ends up finding only himself and justifying only himself and doing only his own works i mean that's a, we have this weird i mean it's a wild sort of thing that we understand I was reading Luther on Galatians and he says all of us have an inclination and he doesn't say towards sin. He says all of us have an according to our flesh have an inclination towards the law. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah. So we have a we have a kind of a legalist concupiscence, you know? I mean, we have this leaning towards the the law which marks our sinful nature, which is strange.
1: I mean, I- if we try to th- take these three verses from Acts seventeen as a law and gospel question, I mean, this is certainly a law preaching, right? I mean, when he says, uh, "For in him we live and move and exist," as even though some of your poets have said, "For we, all, we are also his children," um, isn't that isn't that to say then that that look you can deny who this God is, but even when you when you move around. God, God is still here, you know. I mean, yeah, so you, you can't right. escape the God that that uh, is going to judge you for your unrighteousness.
2: Right, hmm. that's right. I mean, it is weird because Paul is there with both the there's these two f- schools of uh, philosophy. What are they? I can't even remember. I should know them. I just can't think of them off the top of my head. Uh, you have the oh goodness. Anyway, you got the two schools of theology or, uh, of philosophy there. What are they? Can you think of them? I don't know what you are talking about. They'll say it. Uh, it's here in the text somewhere. Oh. Uh, anyway, Paul doesn't even address them. Uh, so you have a uh, who's the say? They said, "Eat, drink, and be merry." For tomorrow we will die. You had those guys, and then you had the. Um, uh, oh, anyway, I have to look at the text. But Paul doesn't even really address the philosophers, even though he's standing there among the philosophers. He's addressing the people who had this kind of pagan worship and had all these temples. and all. I mean, it's an amazing thing to be in Athens, and you can't hardly spit without hitting a temple. I mean, they're just all over the place. The the temples in Athens are like the Lutherans in Minneapolis. <laughs> you could stand on the corner of the street and hit a golf ball, and the chances are better than not that you're going to hit a Lutheran in the head. <laughs> it's crazy. That's how it was with all these pagans all around. So
1: Interesting. Well, do you want to go to some uh, bumper stickers, church signs? Oh, yeah. oh, here's a church sign for you.
0: Hi, I'm calling to report a uh, church sign. This is a permanently affixed, painted church sign attached to the building of the church, which says, come worship with friendly Presbyterians. (laughs) Thank you very much. Uh, You guys have a good day, and keep on being mediocre. Bye.
1: (laughs) We plan on it. Thank you for your phone call. All right, so come worship with friendly. Now, are there friendly Presbyterians out there? Oh, I'm Ooh, sure. I'm just kidding.
2: I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, look, most Presbyterians are not really Calvinists.
1: So, <laughs> all right. So, uh, this probably doesn't fit in the What would your church? What would your church sign say? Come, come, come worship with grumpy Lutherans. Come worship with typical Fort Wayne grads.
2: <laughs> you would say, "Come worship with grumpy Lutherans," and everyone driving by would say, "That's a." Uh, what is it where you say the same thing twice? Redundin-
1: Redundant. That's redundancy. <laughs> <laughs> Th- this sign doesn't fit any of your uh, worldviews, I don't think.
2: Um, no.
1: All right, well, I have another one Come for worship you. Worship with friendly. <laughs> I like that though. I mean, I like the subtlety. <laughs> Uh, I mean, uh, obviously the people of this church uh, think that there's a reputation that the Presbyterians aren't friendly, so they have to uh, try and negate that reputation by putting the sign out.
2: Whatever, by the way, I'm explaining to someone who doesn't know the difference between uh a— between a Missouri Synod Lutheran and an ELCA Lutheran, I say we're the grumpy ones,
1: <laughs> and they
2: say, "Oh yeah, yeah, I knew I uh, grew up around a church like you guys." That, that they know exactly what I'm talking about.
1: Now, oh, Missouri Synod. Oh yeah, those are the grumpy ones. Now, if you were at like an ELCA pastor and and someone was just confused, like, "Oh, we're the ones that give everybody a hug," <laughs> you got a thing about that, don't you? What.
2: Don't hug me, bro. That's what your T-shirt should say. (laughs) I want to see your hands before you hug me. (laughs) Anywho, you got another one of these things?
1: Yeah, here it is.
3: Hi, I have a church sign to report. It was on some sort of a reformed church, and it said,
2: the sun can warm you forever, and that sun spelled S-O-N. Thanks. I was wondering about that, because... Because the sun can warm you forever, you know. In the end, that's not even true.
1: Right, the sun can't. Right. Right.
2: Yeah. I mean, someday the sun will explode. So that should be a church side. Someday,
0: S- someday. the sun will explode. Sun. And everyone will think, Wait a minute, that's not a pun. That's actually saying something that's true.
2: Sun can warm. Hold on, I gotta write this down so I don't forget to put it up next week.
1: Yeah, so this I think one would would be in the uh, what the world needs is more puns.
2: Yeah, all the world needs is more puns, (laughs) which is the category for every church sign.
1: (laughs) Oh, I come worship with
2: friendly Presbyterians. That there's no pun in there. That This does not qualify as a church sign. <laughs> if it doesn't have a pun in it, we are now going to call them church bumper stickers. Okay,
1: <laughs> right, here's another one.
3: Bumper sticker. This is Anthony from Nashville.
0: Just saw this strange one that said, Cain is able. A B L E. Cain is able. I don't know what to make of that. Good luck. Thanks.
1: Bye. You know, sometimes puns just don't even make any sense. <laughs> Cain is able. Hey, guys. What do you this, make of that could, one? This could be a pun. Well, what does it mean? Who cares? It's a pun. <laughs> That's
2: right. <laughs> and don't you know that the problem around here is that
1: the world doesn't have enough puns? Don't you think puns should make sense? No, we just need more puns.
2: <laughs> I think wherever this is, there's a politician named Kane who's running for office.
1: Oh, maybe. I, by the way, am Googling Kane is able. Just to see. Okay, I'm sure you'll find all your Nothing answers. coming up. Google Remember when we used to play that game uh, what was it google it theology to, to prevent people from people like you learning their theology from Google. But uh, yes. that game has been unsuccessful with you but um, don't worry we're going to uh, play our next game the Christian is that radio. It? Are you that.
2: Just kidding me? We're done with two segments already? You had to go on about this is on the on most massive waste of time <laughs> listening to this radio no. show. No. Sorry. We'll do better
1: next time. <laughs> All right. Don't
2: worry, folks. When you come back from this break, we'll be doing something useful and
1: helpful. Yeah, like listening to Christian radio stations and seeing <laughs> if there's any heresy. So stay tuned for that uh, on Tabletop uh, uh, Radio. Do uh, uh. We need we do. to get ourselves
0: a bumper sticker. That's a big old square. in color that you can care. Just bearing
1: no words to tangle up our minds. Sing it with me. Do the on Hi, this is Todd Wilkin, host of Issues Etc. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Sorry. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. This game was inspired by the quirky life of Evan Gigline where I was driving across the country and trying to tune into these different stations and uh, come across a Christian radio show and listen as long as I could until there was heresy and then I would change it. And so uh, we started this game called the, the Christian Radio Heresy Buzzer, which is now being requested by our Table Talk Radio listeners, That's by the way. That's <laughs> unbelievable. I didn't even know we had Table Talk Radio listeners. They're amazing. And now they're requesting games, which is uh, shocking. But uh, So this is how it works. Past That's r- happened before, I think, once. Uh, once, I think. People are always requesting praise on Cruncher. That's true. So this is the first time that uh, a game is requested that isn't praise on Cruncher, maybe. But in any case, uh, so Pastor, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna click on a radio uh, station. This is just...
2: really pretty bad. That in order to make a radio show, we are gonna listen to other radio shows.
1: <laughs> yes, <It's that's>... like <laughs> this is
2: like reading the Babylonian Talmud or something.
1: <laughs> just read the text. All right, and you're gonna buzz if you Anywho. hear if you if you hear heresy, right? Is that, is okay. that how it's going? Let me okay. practice the buzzer. <laughs> I think your buzzer needs some work. You can maybe maybe yeah. practice that with your microphone off. You know, yeah. you know, like with your microphone off, you could practice and then let me try again. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness! Okay, <laughs> someone get this guy yeah. a, a taboo buzzer or something <laughs> like that. That's what you need. You have a box of the game Taboo. You can just pull the buzzer out of that. That
2: sounds like a that Taboo button sounds like an electric razor. Deen. Yeah, it does.
1: Deen. Okay, here's a. Let me turn the radio on here. Here,
3: you are sons of light. That day is not going to
4: overtake hey, us. I recognize
1: this guy.
3: That is day is uh, not going to take us captive. <sighs> What's his name? We're not people in the darkness. This I don't is believe we'll ever go into that this tribulation. Is, uh, I believe we'll be taken out. We're not children oh. of the darkness. We're yeah. not sons of the darkness. We're sons of the day. We're children of light. All right. And I'm I believe let the Lord takes us before that darkness breaks loose. I don't have any Who desire to go strike? through that period. It's infinitely worse Something than any description here. in the Bible could conjure up in our imaginations.
2: This is the Lordship theology. There's no
3: sense guy. in having a silly preoccupation with wanting to see the tribulation. We want to see Jesus Christ. Why would I want to be in an Antichrist rule when I can be in the presence of Christ at the (laughs) marriage supper of the (laughs) Lamb? I believe that we're not the children of the darkness. The Lord will take us out because our hearts are ready. But for the rest of the world, they're going to say, oh, it'll all work out, peace and safety, and then sudden destruction when they least expect it. I hope you're ready.
2: Oh. John MacArthur. That's it. (laughs) it.
1: (laughs) What's wrong with that?
2: (laughs) Oh, I don't know.
1: (laughs) I just like buzzing him. I wasn't really paying attention. Okay, so the argument was that because we're sons sons of light, then we won't uh, be here for the tribulation.
2: Like what Jesus says when he says, in this world you will have tribulation.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Wait a minute, wait a minute. (laughs) Well, it it almost what surprised me there is is he he almost made it like an issue of desire like hey do you want to be with Jesus or do you want to be in tribulation your choice you know you know it's like you want to go to Disneyland or Disney World you know florida's hot but california's kind of
2: who even talks about the rapture anymore it used to be that you would just tune into christian radio like we just did accidentally just right there live <laughs> just like we did and you would all the time hear them talking about the rapture like we just did But now it's not so easy to find. I mean, these Calvary Chapel guys still are always lecturing on Revelation and and the rapture and everything. In fact, our friends, the Calvary Chapelists, which I do not think John MacArthur is, what is he, I wonder? He's just his own deal. Isn't
1: he reformed? I thought he was reformed.
2: Uh, Yeah, I think he's kind of part Calvinist. He's like one of these Calvinists that's... But no. But normally the Calvinists are not rapturists.
1: It's true. But, it, you know, the some of the uh, Calvinists have their... So it's it's interesting, that as far as end-time theology goes, uh, some of the Calvinists are, you know, um, amillennialists. And then you have the others who are the historic premillennialists, you know, uh, where you're looking for this golden age so that, that life's just going to... I mean, it's, it's maybe not rapture theology, but you're just kind of treading up to this golden age where... Uh, you know, Christian law is the law of the land, kind of like a Christian Sharia law. <laughs> so you're looking for this golden age in this land, which would be depressing right. because we're getting further away from it in our own country. Right. So, That's right. Um,
2: I think uh, we have to uh, say that this whole pre-trib, post-trib, mid-trib, durative tribulation rapture stuff is not the question that we ought to be asking. Yes. I mean, it is not helpful. The rapture, I mean, the teaching of the rapture is so simple in the Bible. So you have... 1 uh, uh, th- Corinthians fifteen fifty one and 1 Thessalonians four thirteen and following. And there's two places where this is taught. And here's the question is, uh, you, we know the Bible teaches the resurrection of the body, uh, uh, the resurrection of the dead, but what happens to the living when Jesus comes back? And those two texts are answering that question. And mm-hmm. the answer is, we will be changed in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. For the dead will be raised and we shall be changed. That's what it's talking about. Mm-hmm. Not some sort of mystical kind of zappy get removed from the earth before the so the lord can finish his dealings with israel because the 70 weeks of daniel haven't been fulfilled i mean this is all hocus pocus
1: i was just talking to someone yesterday as i was walking out of the airport about this or airport the hospital rather <laughs> And Yeah, same thing. <laughs> but uh you know, and, and you get this same thing this thing that you typically hear, oh well this isn't pivotal to your salvation, blah, 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 blah. And I agree it's not. However, I whenever I get in this conversation with people, I direct the conversation not towards, you know, where is the rapture in relation to tribulation, but really I I think the discussion should be pointed is um uh, who is Israel? <laughs> yes, because that that's that's becoming, and then you have like these uh, goes who people who go way off the deep end with Zionism and and say that there's uh, some who say there's two two ways of salvation. You can be saved through faith in Christ. That's sort of the Plan B, but the Plan A is really that you'd be uh, a, a member of Israel. That is uh, a bloodline through Abraham.
2: Just crazy.
1: And uh, this is the very topic that that Jesus dealt with uh, time and time again. Uh, I came not to uh, build a kingdom of this world, um, but also time and time again that Paul's addressing. Hey, look. Um, I mean, read Galatians, read Romans. I mean, time and time and time again, he brings up this topic that who is Israel? It's not those who are children of Abraham. Israel are those who have faith in Christ Jesus.
2: Yeah, you can bring a—God can raise up children for Abraham out of these rocks. Yeah, these
1: stones. (laughs) It's a fantastic
2: comfort. Yeah. So we we who have faith are the children of Abraham, says St. Paul. We are, at the end of Galatians, the Israel of God. I mean, this is just so clear. It's the whole New Testament is arguing this. And by the way, since we're on the topic, I said the word concupiscence last segment. No. Yeah, I said the concupiscence of the
1: law. Remember that? Really? I was completely tuned out by then. Okay. 500 points. Now, uh, so I, I think it's important to go there when this discussion comes up for the reason that uh now it's it's a little bit harder to say well this this theological discussion is no big deal. This is kind of a big deal because Paul takes it up in almost every epistle he writes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like the whole <laughs> book of Acts. <laughs> so it's kind of a big deal the you know relation to to tribulation and and the uh, rapture is is kind of boring. Uh, okay. Yeah. Although it's nice to talk about the resurrection of the body, yes, and the yes. rapture
2: allows you to talk about that. That's you just true. look at the text, and then it's kind of fun to do this little thing to go to the text where Jesus is talking about when the the, uh, the flood was. You know, so was yeah. in the days of Noah. So, <laughs> to be, and you say, well, who was left? Who was left behind? And the people who were left behind were the people who weren't judged. So who are the people that are left behind in the rapture? They're the people who, you know, to be taken away is taken away to judgment. In other words, it's the exact opposite of the way they interpret it. That's also kind of fun.
1: Yeah, the ones who were left were those who were saved in the flood. The ones who were taken away in the flood were drowned and died because of the wrath of God. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> it's not a good thing to be taken away. Is the point of that text? That's right. <laughs> All yeah, right, that's fun stuff. Let's uh, tell you what. Let's tune in the radio um, again, and then we'll have time for just a brief word before our next break, and we can we can continue playing this on the other side of the break. Sweet. Ready to listen to the radio again? Yep. All right. Let's turn it on.
4: Hearing this great chapter before us today. Hey, this and is God a cover chapter. is Chapel calling guy. out to him, the people <laughs> of God. This calling Raul out Reese, fishermen. Huh? to go out and fish men out of hell before they get to hell. Your friends, your teachers, your loved ones, your parents, your sons and your daughters <laughs> that need Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Listen, if you don't get to them, Satan will. Satan will. Kill
0: and he'll kill
4: them. That's why I have such an urgency concerning the gospel of Jesus Christ and commissioning people As God commissioned me, He wants to commission you. He's calling us to surrender and to submit all of our lives to Him so that He can use my life so that I can bring glory and honor to His holy name. To His holy name.
1: Okay, so um, you got some explaining to do because (laughs) this, this would be something that uh, a little soundbite we could listen to for the game. Um, how big of a missionalist are you? Yeah. And uh, hey, that was one of the suggested buzzwords, by the way. over Oh, here nice. On the missional. Missional. Oh, by the way, they're doing they're doing um, in what is it in twenty twenty three or twenty thirty seven or something ridiculous like this. They're doing a one way trip to Mars, and they're looking for volunteers who are willing to spend the rest of their life on Mars. I'm not even kidding. And uh, so I was thinking, if really, I established this is real thing? yeah, if I established the first LCMS church on Mars, I could truly say that I'm missional. <laughs>
2: <laughs> missional to Mars, baby. All right, we're gonna. Maybe have... we should take all the missional guys and get them working on that project. <laughs>
1: All right. We're going to come back after this break, and you're going to explain what was wrong with that last clip. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Don't go away.
0: Radio is cleaning up the nation. <laughs> they say you better listen to the rights of reason. But they don't give you any choice because they think that it's treason. So you had better do what you were told. You better listen to the radio. You ever been flipping through the radio and suddenly wonder why you've been listening to something? Well, this is Table Talk Radio.
1: Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. Before the break, Pastor Wolfman, they were listening to someone on the radio. Uh, say a few things about Rawl Reese. Oh, you know he's these the, guys,
2: man. Yeah, man, he's a Calvary Chapel guy too.
1: Okay, your old cronies, huh? Yeah. Okay. And uh, and he was talking about um, uh, this. I guess the entire purpose of of the reason uh, he, I didn't put it in this, in this word in these words, but uh, the reason he calls us to faith in Christ is to go save others from going to hell. So what's wrong with that?
2: What are the thing? Well, probably because Jesus is the one who saves people from hell, not oh, us. Oh yeah. Hmm. Yeah, there's a small little thing about that. About how Jesus is the savior. Oh, mm-hmm. We probably you know, that's probably if you want to get to Lutheranism.
1: Oh! oh look look ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> look what Pastor Wolfinger just said. I <laughs> repent. Wash your mouth out with soap. <laughs> oh, it <laughs> tore great. up my lips on the that's way out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that's bleeding. Great. That is great right there. (laughs) The flesh is
2: an enthusiast. That's all I have to say. (laughs) If any man can control his lips, he is perfect in every way, etc.
0: Okay, go
1: on.
2: Let me say that Lutheranism is not a thing. (laughs) What was I even
1: talking about? I almost made myself pass out. Something about getting to Lutheranism. Mm (laughs) Hearing... I can't... (laughs) See what, see what happens when we play Christian radio heresy buzzer? R- roll. R-
2: what in the world? Oh, yeah. So there's, oh, yeah. Something about Lutheran doctrine is this. This is the way to summarize Lutheran doctrine. Oh, yeah. Jesus died. <laughs> 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 so that probably matters something. Like, mm-hmm. for example, who saves us? Oh, yeah. That and the be... answer about who saves us, we should probably have as our first choice to the answer to the question, who saves me? Not Roll Reese, but rather Jesus. So let's let Jesus be the Savior, shall we? we then shall. we can delight in being called Christians. Now, there's also some of this. I mean, this was very missionarific because uh, so everybody gets commissioned, not ordained, but commissioned, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> and uh, I and so everybody's a minister in the Calvary Chapel. So everyone is an evangelist, etc. There's no distinction between being a Christian and being a, an evangelist, etc. So,
1: Great. Right. Okay, you want to, put, want to listen to the radio again? Oh, yeah.
2: Turn it on, man. Okay, Let's go for it.
1: If you want to learn to
3: fellowship with God, who is hey. holy and righteous and perfect. Who is this? Totally this is the guy lucky. from
2: San Antonio.
3: you got to get rid of the distractions.
2: Chuck Swindoll, huh? No, Charles Stanley. And the Ch- Susanna Ch- West had 19 children. John Wesley and Charles Russell two great evangelists. So she said, when she wanted to get alone with God, with all that bunch of kids, she said, she just took her apron and
3: threw it over her head. When they saw that, that meant get out of here and just leave her alone. She wanted to be quiet. So let me ask you this.
2: Do you have a place to go in your house that you can close the door that there's no light and no sound? (laughs) Ah, I don't know that I think it's all that important. Oh, yes, it is. And let me just say this to you. Don't you think God deserves your undistracted, undistracted attention?
4: Because I can can sit here and
2: pray. A lot of times I'm sitting here praying. uh, That's that's a minute. Okay.
1: (laughs) What what would be wrong? Just tune out live.
2: (laughs) Just turn off the live feed. What are you saying? That's
1: a minute. (laughs) I don't understand. Uh,
2: I, I sorry, um, I, I was trying
1: to be undistracted so I turned them off. <laughs> eh,
2: oh,
1: we need some place where there's silence.
2: Look, I think we probably do this we need to have the opposite the evangelicals always are talking about having a quiet time. We need to have what we call a not quiet time. I don't know what you'd call it, different like the anti quiet time. <laughs> And that, namely, would be a time where we hear the Lord's word. We read it out loud. Now, maybe He means you go to a place where you can't hear the TV, or the YouTube,
1: or the table talk radio. But did He not say a place where there's no light and no sound? I mean, yeah, yeah, He did say no light. That's so, something. So the, huh? the okay, so the quietness. Remember, there was that yeah. praise song. Yeah, there. Yeah, it's, it's hard one to time. read the Bible. <laughs> When it's dark. (laughs) Right. (laughs) There there was that praise song member in the secret in the quiet place in the stillness you were there. So, uh, in the, the secret, in the quiet, <laughs> you probably sang that with place. your uh, Calvary Chapel cronies. At one you point. are there. So, the Lord does not promise to come to us in the secret and the quiet place. He He promises to come to us uh, in His Word. So,
2: <laughs> indeed,
1: <laughs> He promised to come to us in uh, in the sacraments. So, when uh, when we go to the go to the closet and then close the door and turn off the lights. Um, there is no promise that that God is, is with you there. Now, you always get the person that says, uh, God is present everywhere. And, and yes. that, that is true. But true. Uh, the question is, is uh, God who is present everywhere there for your good? Now, that's a question that you have to answer according to Holy Scripture. So uh, do you have a promise that God is there for your good when you turn off the lights and close the door? No, no. But do you have a hey, promise? you know what? Do you have a promise I, that God is there for your good when it comes to you and we're in sacrament? Yes. Okay. I I got to think because
2: I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking about what an evangelical piety looks like because there is a distinct piety of evangelicalism. But what does a catechism piety look like? And the reason why you have a quiet time as an evangelical, I as a former evangelical, I can to say this with some authority, and that is that you need to in you need to grow closer to God you're working on improving your relationship. That's the reason why you have a quiet time. Like, the same reason that I take carry out on dates, the evangelical has a quiet time. Right. I mean, literally the same reason. Now, the reason why Luther says we daily exercise ourselves with the catechism, we daily read a page of the Bible, of the New Testament, or the Psalms, or some other piece of the Bible, is because by it we beat back the devil. (laughs) Mm -hmm. There's no talk of relationship there. There's none of this kind of lavender-scented piety at all, says, look, either you're going to be chewed up and pooped out by the devil, or you're going to read the Bible.
1: Right. Well, uh, I mean, that's how—it's not really romantic at all. And when, when you don't have the sacraments, when you don't have the means of grace, you always replace them with something. Right. So yes, so the the, yes, yes. the word of God, the sacraments <laughs> bestowed to us forgiveness of sins and the assurance. You were just on issues, Etc. talking about assurance or certainty or something like that. And uh and so when you take away the 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 means of that certainty oh, yeah, that, I remember then that. you have to replace that with something. Yes. Um, and so what the evangelical usually replaces that with is the emotions or or morality, but usually the emotions. So so it's, this is yeah, this is why you gotta go into the closet and have you know a quiet time. But if if you believe in the word of God um, being efficacious, if you believe that the the sacraments are the uh, the conduit through which God pours out His grace and His mercy, um, uh, I think uh, Lutheran piety looks like you know going to church, <laughs> g- going to the places of worship, um, going yep. you know reading those scriptures. Yeah, so definitely. Okay, so, I'm
2: working on this by the way. What uh, to try to draw out the very specific things that Luther gives us to do in the in the in the Catechism, and try to craft a, you know the fifteen points of, of a Catechism piety.
1: Good work. Okay, you want to go another yeah. one?
2: Oh yeah, we got more of this. Okay,
0: yeah, last Tune one. In. This will be the last one. The power of God's Word and His Holy Spirit can resolve the conflict between a person and God. And if you're listening, and there's and you're wondering, I well, I, I, I'm not sure if if I have peace with God, then you're at war with God friend in love. I'm telling you, you're at war with God. If you're, if you don't understand completely about Jesus and you've asked him to forgive you of your sins, you do not have the peace of God. You are at war with God. Now, the awesome thing about this thing of being at war with God is you can make peace with God in an instant. This final life lesson is we can have peace with God or be at war with God. We make the choice. So right now, God has His hand extended to you, saying, "I want to be at peace with you." <laughs> yeah. what you
4: the shame,
0: the pain was His to pay, and He did it. Make it stop. And so while the pain and the shame were His. The choice is yours. <laughs> today you're listening and you're not sure where you are with the Lord, not sure you've ever <laughs> asked Him to forgive you of. Your sins right now. God's hand is extended. No, oh, here to comes you. the music. Ah, ah, I'll forgive you.
1: Okay, okay. Ah. Before the buzzer goes, dessert. Holy cow! <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> <Ugh>. Now, uh, <laughs> man, the
2: time of decision. I, this can we get over this, guys? Ugh.
1: You know, this is let's let, let's try to to draw the difference um, because. He certainly talked about what Jesus did in there, didn't he? Talked about how Jesus uh, bore the pain and the suffering for sin.
2: I have to admit, um, I wasn't a hundred percent listening.
1: <laughs> you <too> going ah, <laughs> choking on a frog or something be like that. Your buzzword. Next time. <laughs> <laughs> but for some reason, and I and I know that um, our evangelical friends would would not express it this way, but the way it's presented, as we just heard it uh, a second ago. Um, it is, it is insufficient to save someone. that Just the, the death and, and resurrection of Jesus alone is insufficient because you haven't done your part yet. Now, he was talking about peace, and I heard a Lutheran pastor describe this objective and, uh, if you will, subjective um, understanding of peace, uh, I think in a very clear manner. And so th- I got this from uh, Pastor Ernie Lastman up in Seattle. His yeah. uh, adult instruction class videos are available online and stuff. And he talks about. Uh, he says, that "Pretend Canada had a real army, <laughs> and uh, and they're gonna. They, they have declared war. This and, is our. Cal- this is our Canadian outreach program. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and they're gonna. They're gonna. You know, drop their nukes on America, or whatever. And we'd, we, if we knew that, we'd be. We'd be pretty afraid. We'd be scared of the of the nuclear bombs falling on on our cities and stuff like this. But then, um, Canada ha- declares peace with the U.S. of A." Now that is an objective kind of peace. You know, right. we did not influence that peace whatsoever. However, if we don't know that that they declared that peace, then we're still in terror. Now, peace is objectively won by their de- declaration, but they don't know it for themselves if if uh, if the news has never made it to their to their ears, but once they once they hear of that good news, then they too are at peace. Does that make sense yes so, so uh the the forgiveness of sins is won objectively by the work of Jesus, and there is peace between us and god that 's an objective reality that we uh, we are justified before god however right. there's also this good news i mean if if i don 't know of christ if i don 't know of what he 's done for me, then i even though peace has been established between me and God, I'm still living in the terror of a, a wrathful God because I don't know what Christ has done for me. Does that? Right. So, so that removes <clears throat> the, the my doing, my action, my decision, my asking to be what uh, establishes the peace between me and God.
2: Yes. It's perfect.
1: Cool. All right. Do you have anything else you want to say about that? It's about a minute uh. here.
2: Yeah, sure. We can talk about this stuff for a minute because... Oh, maybe less oh, wait than a
1: minute. <laughs> maybe like... Nope. T- I totally seconds. ran out of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. <laughs> Where the points are like my buzzer. <laughs> that was pretty awful, I got to admit. <laughs>
2: and making a decision surprise.
0: You've been listening to Table Talk Radio. The views expressed on this show are that of the hosts and do not reflect the views or opinions of this station. We would like your feedback on today's show. Call us toll-free, 1-800-385-SOLA. That's 1-800-385-SOLA. Or send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. You can listen again to this show or any of our past shows on our website, tabletalkradio.org.
4: Thanks for listening and tune in again next time to Table Talk Radio.